You're listening to The LaunchCast, the podcast about leadership, business, life, and growth with me, your host, George Andriopoulos. It's like food for your ears. At this time, I'm going to ask that you fasten your seatbelts. Launch sequence. Launch sequence activated. Launch sequence activated. Five, four, three, two... One. Woo! Hey, hey, everybody! Welcome to the Launchcast. Season two, and I still have goosebumps. Let's go. It is episode 201, the holiday giving show. We are back again for a second season. Damn it, I'm so excited. I'm turning red in the face. Woo! It's the holiday giving show, but first, it's your favorite five, five podcast on the planet. I am Rusty. We're bringing it to you live right now as the beat drops. Into the black hole. What is happening, everybody? It's the Launch Dad himself, and I am back here for season two. Ooh, this feels so good. I cannot even explain it in words how good this feels. I'm back in my studio. Forget about that home studio. I, I, I can't. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't feel the same, and I need live guests again. But for now, we'll deal, right? We'll do this remotely, but I got to get back in the studio. I can get here once a week, whatever. It's not like I'm busy running all my businesses and 17 kids and a new house and all that stuff. But we can make it happen because the missus handles all the house stuff. She is thebomb.com and handles it all. And so I can be here with you tonight, tonight, for the holiday giving show. The show that I am so excited about. Uh, I've had, like, all week long, I've had just... Chills thinking about this show. It is going to be a good one. And by the way, even though I posted it as the holiday giving show, I'm editing this part in post right now to add in that it's the holiday giving show colon the one where they got to act like Oprah for an hour. And you'll see why. Yeah, man, it has been crazy, but it's uh, it's the end of 2020. We wanted to do a special holiday show to to get you in the field. So hold, hold on, let's let's bring some holiday music here. There we go. Little jingle bells for you guys as I talk you through it. Um, holiday giving show. So, so we wanted to talk about you know 2020, what has happened, COVID, the whole deal. We've gone over this ad nauseum a million times, and I think that at the end of this year we need to take stock of what has been good this year what we can do to sort of change things around right uh to turn this around for next year get a good start to 2021 so i thought of this idea for the holiday show and talking about holiday giving uh how important it is how how good it makes us feel how much it helps out in the world um so i have quite a few guests today quite a few guests so the first two that i'm going to bring on which you saw briefly because of a technical difficulty because that's how we roll here at the launch cast 
technical difficulties. Um, I'm going to bring on from Shannon's fight. Where are you guys? Let's see. Look at those two beautiful faces. James and Dana Battaglia. Dr. Dana and James Battaglia. Um, That's right. <laughs> what is happening, my friends? Hey, George. Let me, let me bring myself on here. Oh, all right. Here we go. Well, hello there. Go closer. Get in there tightly, too. We we have to get as close as we've been in a very long time to fit into the screen. Perfect. Stay like that forever. This actually hurts my back a little. (laughs) So, so James and Dana, two of my closest friends, uh, they are my co-founders, co-board members at Shannon's Fight. and uh, I actually let Dana, our, our president, jump in and talk a little bit about Shannon's fight, how we were founded, and, and then we'll get into it. Great. Okay. So um, Shannon's fight, oh my gosh, that was, was such an organic thing that happened. So you had five really passionate friends who happened to be five insanely fanatic martial artists. <laughs> who had a friend in crisis. And we really didn't know what to do. Our friend, um, our beloved Shannon, was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. And there were times where we didn't know, you know how, how the future was going to be with her. So we came to her, and I remember when we would have conversations at her bedside and asked her, what could we do for you to, to give you a cause? And she said, I want a foundation. And the five of us made it happen. Yeah, we And did. it's one of the things that I'm so proud of. And the five of us are still friends. We are board members. And we've helped many families over the years. So it, it's um, a project very near and dear to my heart. And um, I'm just thankful every day. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said it better myself. Um, uh, you know, what was so cool about the experience with Shannon's fight, and I've talked about this a lot on the show, is that um, that was, for, for me, my first real foray into the nonprofit world and uh, had a huge effect on me um, in terms of how I approached uh, life after that, right, and yeah. how I approached business. Um, and, and I just want to tell anybody out there that is looking to get involved in anything, man, and anybody that's on this show today can tell you the same thing. Um, what a what a life changer i mean it it it, yeah. it opens up new possibilities it opens up just new pieces of you that you never thought were there um and it's because of the the generous and giving spirit of so many others out there that we were um able to do some really cool stuff with shannon's fight um and what was amazing was the synergy right because we each had different backgrounds and different skills and different contacts and somehow we came together and we made it explode. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, it was insane. Um, but we're not here to talk about Shannon's fight today. Um, Shannon's fight is, uh, you know, we, we, we did our thing a while ago and now it's time to, to just uh, let the other, the other charities out there do their thing and, and shine. And that's what today is about. So if you guys don't mind, you want to stay on with, uh, with all our guests today? Shoot the shit yeah, a little sure. bit. All right, cool. You yeah. bet. Perfect. So. Uh, our first guest, returning guest, let me bring him on the screen too. There he is. 
That beautiful face. Another beautiful face. Joe Salamone from the Long Island Coalition Against Bullying. So let me do the the uh, – am I going to do the bio now? I'm going to do the, the, the mission of the organization since you've been on before. It's old news, Joe. Um, yes, ICAB provides programming and resources to assist and support children, families, and schools with bullying-related issues. The mission of the Long Island Coalition Against Bullying is emphasizing the importance of bully-free communities on Long Island – through education, increased awareness, and therapeutic outlets. Uh, and I know firsthand this is an incredible organization in our area. Um, to Tell us about it, Joe. Uh, well, thank you for having me on again. Um, so we've kind of whittled down. We've been spending this time trying to figure out how to perfect the elevator pitch. You know, in business, you, you know, for-profit or non-profit, you always talk about the elevator pitch. How do you sell yourself in the shortest amount of time? Which I've already expired, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're here for three reasons, to answer three questions. The first question is, how do you find kids and families who are struggling with bullying? Which is probably the most difficult of the three questions, mm -hmm. because most kids do not share it with their parents or are really other adults they tend to share it with themselves but once you found them then you got to figure out what you would do to help them um so that's where our programs and our resources come in the subsidized therapy the care packages uh the uh scholastic tutoring that we uh subsidized scholastic tutoring that we offer um and and myriads of other programs and then the third question is how do you prevent further instances of bullying from happening? Uh, you know, it's great when you can help the kids that are going through it, but you also want to make sure that those kids and other kids don't share similar circumstances again in the future. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit today about um, 2020, right, and, and how 2020 has uh, affected nonprofits, uh, especially in our area here. New York got hit super hard, just like the rest of the country, but – um, being so close to so many nonprofits, um, getting the inside scoop, I've just seen how fundraising has just been destroyed and, and uh, a lot of nonprofits out there have had to pivot how they operate. So talk to me a little bit about um, how that has transpired this year. Well, to put a number on it from our perspective, uh, going back to December, I had told our board my 2020 outlook was we need to start breaking away from our alliance on in-person fundraising events. I did not have any idea that the universe was going to figure out a way of forcing us to do that, but uh, it certainly did. Um, so to put a number on it, we lost about eighty-five dollars to $90,000 in revenue this year because of the fact that we lost two events, our golf outing and our gala, which uh, at the time we didn't tell your guests the last time I was on, but uh, you were slated and are still slated to be our gala honoree when we are allowed to have a gala again. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, between those two events, we took a major, major hit. Um, in November, we were, uh, we did have a socially distant bike, uh, a bike tour uh, out east at uh, Wading River, in Wading River. Um, and we netted about $14,000, $15,000 from that. So thankfully, uh, that and the money we still had in the bank, you know, uh, helped us a great deal. Um, the one benefit that I think we do maintain is for right now, we are all still a volunteer operation. 
So the, the benefit to us was that we did not have to worry about what other nonprofits have to worry about, which is how do you make sure your staff still puts food on their table? Uh, you know, without that hanging over our head, it made it a little easier to stomach the idea that we were going to you know, lose this money. But uh, it still, you know, hurt nonetheless. Yeah, and I think people out there should understand that, you know, the, the business of the nonprofit and the mission of the nonprofit, they're really, there's a parallel alignment there. And, and a lot of people don't mm-hmm. realize how important Absolutely. it is to support, right? Um, I made it no secret last time you were on, uh, you helped me out big time. My daughter had an incident at school. Um, and even though it was just the, the smallest little thing, right? Um, we addressed it. I had spoken to you to get some advice. Uh, he sent over one of those smile packages to her. It made her weak and um, gave her a better understanding of what had transpired. Um, you know, without funding, without fundraising, without these events, this stuff can go away. And that, that's what people really need to understand during this holiday season. Um, you know, if you're looking to do anything and support your favorite nonprofit, you have to get out there and do it. I'm not doing this as a plea and, 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 uh, you know, trying to guilt people into this thing, but this is, this is the fact of the matter. It's true. I, I think uh, you're spot on it. And I think the way we have to start looking at nonprofits is in quite in a little bit of a different prism. Yes. I think nonprofits, as we put ourselves in this box, we're always looking for money. It's kind of the nature of, of the beast. However, look at what the world around you might look like if nonprofits that you just assume will always be there are no longer there because they didn't have the funding to survive. So right now there are families out there who might say, it's okay, LIHTAB is out there because they have that security right now. And while we don't intend to disappear, when the funding stops because of circumstances like COVID, Imagine what the world might look like if LICAB wasn't there. You didn't have that security. Those families who were struggling with bullying, their kids coming home and having issues and didn't want to go back to school the next day, and there was nobody else to call. So I think when you think of it in that prism, it changes people's mindsets of of being able to say, you know what, maybe I can't really afford it, but I'm going to try to figure out a way of supporting you know, and just kind of looking at things in a little bit of a different prism. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, I want to talk for a minute about the pivot in 2020. Um, you mentioned before, and I was so honored, um, you know, when you called on me to be your, your honoree this year or whatever for this, for this next gala, uh, you guys are it better be 2021. Better be. <laughs> we're hoping we're hoping, um, we had a little partnership, right? We have some stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you tell, uh, the folks at home, what is happening here? So, uh, in the world of pivot, it became the favorite word of for-profit and nonprofit businesses in 2020 Mm -hmm. pivot. And, uh, the other cliche phrase was we're learning how to fly the plane as we're building it. Those were the two phrases of the year. Um, so we are going to start looking and have already started looking much more down the road of technology. How do we employ technology and the different avenues it it opens up to get our mission more out there as well as being able to execute better on the programs we offer the community. Uh, So the the program we're working on with you, uh, which we still have not launched yet, 
uh, is going to be a fully online learning platform uh, similar to a Google Classroom that specifically brings anti-bullying curriculum into school districts so that we do not have to worry about sending teams into schools as well as the school district doesn't have to worry about asking outsiders to come in. Uh, that particularly is of importance while we still try to walk the fine line of, are we still in the pandemic? Are we coming out of it? How soon are we coming out of it? All of those things doesn't mean that that curriculum doesn't need to happen. So this is our way of, of being able to access uh, school districts to that curriculum without putting the students or our team on our side in any kind of a potential health danger. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so cool um, when you and I had talked about doing this thing. Um, you know, truth be told, this was a platform that I had built for my coaching business. And when I sort of realized what the implications would be for some other organizations and you and I had talked, um, I think there, there were just a number of things that came to mind when we, when we had that first meeting. And so uh, having now built the beginning foundation of it and, and spoken to a few other organizations uh, and school districts and we see the potential in it. Uh, I'm excited for next year, man. I'm really excited. As are we. Uh, you know, we've gotten some, some of the districts that have seen it so far. We've teased them with it. They're very excited about it. Uh, it's, it's got us a lot of uh, new eyes looking at us, which is always good. Um, but we're very excited for it. Of course, it also uh, allows us the opportunity to even when the pandemic ends or subsides at least, and we can be going into districts a bit more, it gives us that much more of an ability to kind of be more than one place at one time. You know, if a school district wants a workshop on the same day that we might have a physical person, we might be able to access them to this until we're able to get there. And it kind of, you know, still uh, you know, accomplishes and checks all the boxes. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Uh, last thing uh, before we move on to our next nonprofit, I want you to tell people how they can help right now. It is Christmas time. Let's do it. So my, we just got done talking about money, but in actuality, my how you can help is a little different. Um, yes, of course, we need donations. But I feel like the better thing that families can do and adults can do is ask the question, there seems to be this school of thought now with COVID that bullying is not happening because kids aren't in school or 100% of kids are not in school and on top of each other. And that somehow means in some people's minds that bullying just went away. That's not the case, mm -hmm. particularly in the world of cyberbullying, where mm -hmm. so many more kids are looking at screens uh, and being uh, you know, trusted to be doing what they should be doing while they're on their tablets and their screens during the course of the day. Ask the question at dinner, bring it up in a non judgmental way. Are you seeing it? Uh, do you know anybody who's experiencing it? Have you ever experienced it? Do you feel like the people around you are doing enough to help you and support you? If you ask the question, you don't ever know the answer, you might get to it. So, yeah, we need money, but kids need the help. We've got enough money right now. I'm more interested in making sure the kids are getting the resources and the help they need. And the only way we're gonna be able to do that is by moving away from this theory that somehow this has gotten better just because we're in a pandemic. Because mm -hmm. I think the growing problem we may experience is when we wave the magic wand and somebody out there says, okay, everybody can go back to school, the coast is clear. 
so many of our kids have gone through something that they, a lot of them have not dealt with. Mm-hmm. And most kids who bully other kids, it's because they don't know how to deal with impacts to their own lives. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to send everybody back to school, get everybody back on top of each other again. And the problem that I foresee is kids acting out against others because of the ramifications that they've been put through because of the pandemic that were never resolved. So mm-hmm. we may think the coast is clear right now, and then we're gonna go back to school and we're gonna find a bigger problem and kind of the residuals of the pandemic still waiting for us. So this problem is very much out there, which is why I implore parents and any adult in a kid's life, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, your neighbors, whoever they are, ask the question, take an interest, and if they tell you that they're experiencing something, reach out to us and we can help you. Amazing. Joe, thank you for being here, buddy. Um, thank you very the spirit much. spirit of giving, uh, Launchpad 516, my company, we got a $500 donation coming to you guys this week. Thank um, you. And we thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, buddy. Talk soon. Thank you. All right. Awesome guy, right? Yeah. yeah you guys I think, think about uh, uh, that organization. You guys are local, so uh, I'm sure yeah. you have heard about them. Yeah, I think... When you think about bullying, you always think about like the kid getting pushed in the, in the lunchroom. But, you know, with the Internet, things spread so fast with kids and, mm-hmm. and things get hateful pretty quickly. Um, I would imagine that in some ways it's worse that these kids are kind of isolated at home with right. no other friends and, you know, so easily bullied online. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, when we were... So, so our process right now in developing that whole uh, online virtual platform for LICAB, uh, which is called LICAB U, uh, LICAB University, um, I saw some of the programming that they're building for it. You know, they send it over to us when they're ready to turn it into an actual course. Uh, and it's incredible to see the depth of bullying, right? Uh, how mm-hmm. people, like you said, people think on the surface that it's what bullying used to be, but there's so many more layers now to it. Um, and, and their programs are incredible in terms of like getting people to understand that and to eradicating it or trying to eradicate it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next, as he takes his Red Bull shot, I see you. I see you, <laughs> Dave Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Dave, welcome. Hey. Hey. Uh, this is Dave Thompson. It was. It- yeah. Just to be clear, it's, it's oh, Perrier. Perrier. Okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't think any less of you if it was a Red Bull. You have a ringer can there? <laughs> I can't have coffee after three, man. <laughs> can I tell you, I went to Duncan before I needed a – Duncan is not a sponsor, by the way, but they could be if they wanted. Um, I went to Duncan because I needed a little, a little, little zip before the show. To get in the mode, but I knew that if I took a turbo shot at 6 p.m. that I'd be up till like 3 in the morning. So I asked the guy to actually pour me half half a turbo shot in my coffee, and he was like, what? Is that a thing? <laughs> I was like, no, you can charge me for all of the turbo shot. Just give me half. And he goes, what do you want me to do with the other half? And I was like, I don't think you want me to answer that, buddy. <laughs> Dave Thompson. From the Nicholas Center, Dave is an alum of the LaunchCast and, of course, TEDx Farmingdale. 
because he's wearing the shirt. Uh, Nicholas it's Center the is the only green non-profit. and red thing I, I own. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Center is a nonprofit human services agency with locations in Port Washington and Pleasantville, New York. Newly Pleasantville, New York. Since 2011, Nicholas Center has been spearheading neurodiverse hiring initiatives and other innovative, inclusive opportunities for differently abled young people who think differently. Their latest venture, born during quarantine this past March, the Zoomiverse, so excited to talk about that, seeks to expand their offerings virtually to anyone, anywhere. I'm not going to do the Dave bio because we've been there and done that. We've been there and done that. Welcome, Dave. So good to be here, man. Yeah, Thanks man. So excited to have you. Um, I want to talk about all things Nicholas, all things you want to talk about Spectrum too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we've been keeping in close contact this year, and it, it's funny because um, I, I've actually seen since quarantine started, your uh, level of busyness has like skyrocketed. Like you are literally yeah. never available to shoot the shit with me during the day anymore. <laughs> <laughs> So t- tell me about uh, tell me about Nicholas Center first. Everything you guys got going on there. Yeah, so Nicholas Center is a nonprofit uh, started in Port Washington in 2011. Uh, we just expanded to Pleasantville, New York, as as you said, and virtually, uh, which we can get into. But our mission is to to support individuals with autism and. Uh, differing abilities uh, in leading more full and productive lives. And we do that in a number of ways. Uh, Namely, since 2011, we've been the exclusive partner agency of another nonprofit that was founded at the same time called Spectrum Designs Foundation. Uh, Spectrum Designs employs about 20, almost 30 of of the individuals that I support um, in the apparel decoration industry. We make apparel for companies like Google and Uber and the Metro North Railroad. Um, as well as Spectrum Bakes, which is a gourmet granola business, and Spectrum Suds, which is a boutique laundry business in the Port Washington area. Um, They just expanded to Pleasantville as well. Uh, But that's not all Nicholas Center does. We also have uh, a lot of other amazing community inclusion opportunities and work readiness programming. Um, We do everything from volunteering at North Shore Animal League to um, local delis and soup kitchens and thrift stores. we also have our own news program, which was partially inspired by when I went on the launch cast and saw how easy it was for you to click around and make it look so cool. So um, <laughs> we just completed our 12th episode rounding out uh, 2020 uh, for a, a, a news show hosted and written and produced by neurodiverse young people um, and talking about the issues that they want to talk about and what's going on in the Nicholas Center world, which is really exciting. Um, and now we have the Zoomiverse, which is a whole nother thing. Uh, and, and thanks to our pivot um, into remote learning and figuring out how we can make this all work this year. Yeah, so um, it, it's, it's not all disaster and, and thunder and lightning during this, during this uh, pandemic. I mean, for the most part it is. But I've seen, uh, I've seen you guys thriving. Um, I see, you know, with this new location – there is so much happening. We actually did an event together, which was so much fun. Um, you guys had an author uh, they did a Q&A with, and you asked me to moderate it, which was uh, such a cool event. That was actually my first um, virtual hosting gig ever, which was cool. really, really cool. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, so much good stuff coming coming from this. I hate to keep using that word pivot because it's so overused this year, but, damn it, you guys did it. <laughs> yeah, no, we sure did. And um, 
I'll, I'll never forget the date, March 13th, being the last day that we were in person in Port Washington. And we were just about to open our second location and everything and realizing that everything was shutting down. You were actually, we were actually going to collaborate for something for Special Olympics a couple of weeks before. And I had to uninvite you because we weren't allowed to have people in our building. Yeah. And you were like, really, dude? Because I'm like a step ahead of this because I work with the state and everything. And I was like, yeah, man, you, you can't come by. Like we didn't have thermometers yet or anything. Um, and, and so oh, that weekend, the weekend of March 14th and 15th, we built an entire remote platform uh, using Zoom uh, and Google Slides and YouTube, and it was very piecemeal at first, and it hasn't gone anywhere. Over time, we've slowly formalized it, and uh, for all the people saying how difficult it is for young people to be learning online and be supported online, I, I, I don't doubt that. I know that it's true, and I've seen it, and there's plenty of people that, unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, provide a meaningful opportunity to uh, in the Zoomiverse, but for every story I have like that, I have about 10 of the most inspiring breakthroughs um, during that time for a number of reasons. Um, thanks to a lot of hard work, but also thanks to the way the neurodiverse brain, including my own, works. Um, and, and we've just seen breakthroughs in language and ability and uh, retention and, um, and, and really meaningful relationships and friendships building uh, during that time. So it's been really, really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, I see Dana nodding along there. What, what is what is going on over there? Talk to me, Dana. No, I mean, it's the truth. I've seen so much uh, conflict, right? And so much um, sadness and tragedy and thunderstorms. But then I also have seen so many moments of light, you know, in our students, in our clients, um, and I'm just, I'm agreeing with you because I, I, I've seen it and it's important for me because on the day in and day out, I forget that Yeah. You know, on a personal level. And then I realized how much has changed. I don't think what we're going through is all that bad because there have been some threads of really positive change and we've been able to reach more people. Um, and we're getting more efficient at it. Yeah. So I think that that initial shock and drama in March, I was thinking on March 13th exactly where I was when I got the text that said it was going to be a full shutdown. The shock, you know, the unknown, the fear of the unknown, which we still have. But um, we've become more tolerant of the unknown or more creative with the unknown. Yeah. As opposed to you know just living in fear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know half my face is here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love how you get. Close I'm trying to, the camera. to find a I would imagine that doesn't like cover names. But... I would imagine this is how if my grandmother used Zoom, this is what she'd be doing. She'd yeah. Be, let me switch cameras. She'd be like, "Can you hear me?" <laughs> it's about right. I screwed them all up. Let me get everybody back on. Look at me. <laughs> all right. All right. Now I'm on the left. Whatever. There we go. Oh, we're um, in the middle now. How did that happen? You guys. Center of attention, as always. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Dave, um, so so you guys have pivoted. You guys have been thriving. Where is there a lack right now? Where can people help? How can people help right now? Um, 
I would say just keep us in mind, give us a shot. I, I, you're the ultimate person to, to talk to um, about this because you did give us a shot. Um, in, in 2019, you offered a TED talk, not to me, but to my partner um, who has autism, he's on the autism spectrum. And, and I was there too. Um, and it was about giving people a shot who think differently. And, and that it's not just charity or a favor, it's, it's good business, it's, it's, it feels good, it's just smart. Um, and so people, it, it's in everyone's own best interest to give people a shot. So check us out, uh, tncnewyork.org, uh, thezoomiverse.com is for our new remote learning platform that's gonna be, um, you know, it's out now, but it'll be getting better and better over the coming months. And um, just ask yourself all the time how you can be part of making a more inclusive world for everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I also want to throw out there uh, Spectrum Bakes. Man, yeah. those treats that you've been sending over to me. It started with those little, the little balls last year. Right. And then those bars that you brought mm -hmm. over before TEDx Farmingdale this year were incredible. Incredible. So can you really just speak good. a little bit for, about Spectrum Bakes and, and let people know how they can? Yeah, yeah. So Spectrum Spectrum Bakes is a great thing for our, our friends watching nationally, a way to, to get involved in the, in the neurodiverse hiring and the Spectrum Designs Foundation world. Um, Spectrum Bakes is the best granola products that you've ever had. It, um, it, there is a, a few reasons for the each business that we've chosen to go into. Um, for the, the people that we support, uh, namely that there's like concrete steps and it's very precise, certain things that um, other people would get bored to death with. Uh, a lot of the individuals I support actually consider kind of almost therapeutic or, or comforting mm -hmm. to take part in. So um, they are able to make the best granola products with the most precision. Um, it, it's, all, it's all, I remember, I, I'm sorry. I said, and consistency. Yeah, no, of course. They do uh, the same way every single time. Um, and, and, you know, your purchase isn't just, it doesn't just taste good. You're, you're doing good just by, just by purchasing something for yourself. So um, it always feels good to show up to a party or to show up to an event that George invites me to and to bring Spectrum Bakes. It's not just like stopping at stop and shop on the way uh, or, or whatever. It, it, it matters. Um, it's impactful. And so uh, it, it feels really, really good. To, you know, you, you never think that you're going to be screen printing for good or doing embroidery for good or doing laundry for good or baking mm -hmm. for good. And those are all, you know, everyone can put their skills. Everyone can have something to offer and, and um, everyone can do whatever they're good at. Something positive. And, and uh, it's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of every day. Check it out. Love it. Thank you, buddy. Again, in the spirit of giving, Launchpad 516 has $500 coming to the Nicholas Center. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. You got it, man. That's Anytime. awesome. That's a lot of granola stuff. Send me over more bakes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. All right, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Great guy. That's fun. Great guy. Let's move on to Ms. Dana Lopez. Mrs. Sorry. I don't know why I said Ms. It was more dramatic. <laughs> Dana Lopez. D-Lo. 
You are muted. Please unmute yourself. <laughs> you are the worst. Of course. Ten months in, I don't know how to unmute myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dana Lopez. Uh, Dana Lopez is from the N Interfaith Nutrition Network, and their mission as a nonprofit volunteer-based organization, the N provides a broad variety of essential services to assist those challenged by hunger, homelessness, and profound poverty. They partner with those in need in a dignified and respectful manner to help them achieve self-sufficiency. The Inn is such a great organization, guys. Um, and if you haven't guessed yet, I'm, I'm bringing all my friends on here today because I have a lot of nonprofit <laughs> friends. My friend Dana, who I met through my friends, Dana and James here, who are the godparents of my daughter. Come on. This is how we roll. This is how we roll. I don't bring in anybody I don't know here. If I don't know you, you never come on the launch cast, ever. Uh, and Dana Lopez is the... Are you the you're the director of marketing communication still, or are you like the president by now? What is happening? No, no, <laughs> no. Director. I am the director of marketing and communications. This is what I do. I talk about the end. That's basically it. She talks about the end, and she's right. so good at it. Dana has been such a help. First of all, Dana herself, before we get to the end, has has always helped us. She has helped us with uh, Shannon's fight anytime we need her mm -hmm. uh, her PR services. She has helped us with TEDx Farmingdale. She's always there to, to lend the hand. She's always calling me with some, if something's going on in Farmingdale, my town, she calls me and she's like, what, what do we got? You're the mayor of Farmingdale. What's going on? What can we do here? Right. So, um, yeah. So Dana, talk to us about the end. Talk to us about 2020 in the end. What, it, what is going on this year? Well, oh man. Well, I don't know. Do you have three hours? I'm not really sure. So. <laughs> Um, I do actually. You know the Inn is an organization that I have been working for for seven years. Um, it is near and dear to my heart. I, I do work there, but um, I believe in what we do and what we do for mm -hmm. hungry and homeless challengers. Um, as we say, with dignity, respect, and love. And that comes through in everything we do. Um, we operate the largest soup kitchen on Long Island, Mary Brennan in Soup Kitchen in Hempstead. We also have a resource center to help people with the next level, uh, past basic needs. Um, and we also have shelters. We have emergency shelters and long-term housing shelters. And 2020 has been quite a ride. I mean, you know, it's the same thing over and over again, right? Sorry, uh, now I muted myself. <laughs> what a show. <laughs> What guys? How can you get a show this classy with this many mistakes? I, in all honesty, in all honesty, I haven't done this since September, and I haven't been in this studio for how how many months? I can't do math anymore. Eight months now. So, excuse me if I drop the ball a couple of times. My bad. So, back to my question: What are the challenges that 2020 has given you guys? I know that we've. We've sort of talked in generalities, and I think everybody is is feeling the same type of difficulty in terms of fundraising. But I, I want to get uh, specific because our audience, and especially our local audience, you know, they need to understand um, how much the inn helps uh, locally here, and and how we can help. So, what what have been the difficulties that you guys have run run into this year? Well, I mean, everybody's been through some sort of struggle this year, whether it's health or their career, we have um, obviously a rise in unemployment rates here and all over the country. Um, basically for us, what that means is that more people that didn't necessarily need help before now need help, as in its simplest terms. People are losing their jobs, they're not able to, you know, they may have been 
living paycheck to paycheck already. So this pandemic was just sort of like, you know, pushed a little over the edge. Um, at the end, we usually serve hot meals inside a soup kitchen, you know, where three, 400 people could be sitting in our building at once having a hot meal. We couldn't do that. You know, you're talking about pivot, we're talking about, you know, unprecedented times and having to sort of turn on a dime. We've done all of it. So instead of having people come into the building now, into the soup kitchen, we're now serving literally outside the front door, like a drive-through soup kitchen or walk-through, if you want to put it in that way. Um, we created these plexiglass booths with windows and our staff and our volunteers are packing up lunch bags and now hot meals into go packages and literally pushing them out windows through the front door. Um, we're seeing, at last count, probably almost a thousand new people that we hadn't seen before, um, that we had never seen. Some, in some cases, may have supported us in the past and on some level, that now need our services, which is, we always say that at any given moment, you can be on one side of the counter and you know, in a split second, right. you can be the person who's receiving the services on the other side. We're very aware of how realistic that is, how real you could be um, the one giving and then the one receiving, you know, based on any type of circumstance. We saw it during, well, I wasn't, um, actually, no, I wasn't working there during Sandy, but in the, at the end, they saw it during Sandy, they saw it during 9-11, they saw it during all kinds of things that are going on in the country affect people's um circumstances so we're seeing a lot of it right now yeah um i want to i want to ask you real quick about um you know our our other two guests have actually been on before as guests um dave thompson and joe salamo both were were guests on the show and so we had the leadership conversation you actually were on here as my co-host for one of our episodes with uh who, who was on trisha that one Yes. Yeah, you you were my co-host for the Trisha episode. So I never really got to ask you the leadership question. So before we move on uh, uh, to close, um, I want to ask you right now, this year, in terms of, of what you guys do there, um, what is a leader to the end? What does that mean to you guys? Well... We like, I think it was Joe earlier that said that they're a fully volunteer centric organization. So while we do have paid staff that work for our organization, we're made up of mostly volunteers. And I would say that in my entire life, I have never seen more dedicated, passionate people than those volunteers. So to answer the question about being a leader, I think that from the end perspective, a leader is somebody who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk. These people have been coming in for years. I mean, on average, seven to 10 years, every week they come in, they serve people out of the goodness of their hearts. They don't take anything for it besides a smile or somebody saying thank you or God bless you or you changed my life. That's why they do it because they're making a difference. So hands down, a leader is somebody that makes a difference and serves as a and as an example to somebody else, whether it's you know somebody else in your family, your children, um, or anyone that sees you doing something for somebody else without getting really anything in return in terms of um, reciprocation, but they mm -hmm. do it anyway and they keep that. that's the leaders that we see every day at the end. Yeah, well, 
that's what you guys see as a leader. Uh, we see you guys as leaders, right? Um, what you do day in and day out, um, helping our local communities and helping to really change things. Um, that's leadership to me, you know, uh, uh, big time. And every little piece of it, every big piece of it, every part of the organization uh, has such tremendous leadership. Um, and, and these last couple of years, and I wasn't really aware of the inn before you started working there a few years ago. And these last couple of years, I've just been hearing about the inn uh, so much. So you, you guys are just doing a fantastic job. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not the only one that noticed. The good folks, my friends at Shannon's Fight, all of us, we noticed. So I'm going to throw it over to Dana for a second to tell you a little okay. something. So first Keep of all, together, Dana. how much I love you <laughs> for being you, you and for all the work. You too, Dana. <laughs> I know. When do you see us all in the same frame? Like That's so weird. That's right. this is awesome. <laughs> so... You know, as you were saying, what is a leader? I really, I got chills, you know, it, throughout my whole body because um, we at Shannon's Fight have been talking about how to close out 2020. And I get the great privilege as the president of the organization to tell you that we have unanimously voted to give a $10,000 check to the end. No. <laughs> oh my God. Keep your shit together, ladies. No. In no, other words, <laughs> we have a big package for you. <laughs> you know, I was wondering what that shirt said. <laughs> I was Nothing waiting. Important. I only Nothing gave a little, important. I could only afford to give a little package to Nicholas Center and, and <laughs> iCab personally. And, and so that shows the strength of women, George. You're welcome. That's right. Oh my goodness. Oh, my heart's beating so fast that guys. I know. You. That is I said to I said That's to amazing. Dana on the phone the other day to Dana Lopez. I was like, you gotta come on. Uh I don't care what you have going on. You have to come on at seven o'clock. Something's going on. And she was like, Are you like the new Oprah? <laughs> so I was like, I, I can't answer that question. We have to get off the phone. <laughs> I already said that. You get a puppy. You get a puppy. I am. I am so. I'm floored right now, guys. I can't even tell you how much it means to be, you know, to receive something like that. And you know, Joe said I was listening to Joe a lot. I loved his views on perspective. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said things about, you know, of course, obviously, we always need funds because that's how we run. Uh, as far as the inflows, we're privately funded. We're not getting a ton of money from the government, who is right now anyway. But um, it it makes such a difference, not just for the food and things like that and the things that we provide for the guests, but something simple as keeping the lights on in the soup kitchen and in right. the shelters. Like the stuff that's not as, as glamorous for, you know, the media. That's you. <laughs> yeah. um, but, it, but it's necessary. Every single day, we've got to keep the lights on. We have to, you know, make sure that we're able to provide as much as we can. And I will say that one of the things I love about the inn is that they, that what we, what we have is what we give. We're not 
selling anything. We're not storing anything. We're not hoarding anything. Our, our CEO doesn't make, you know, $5 million a year. It's not about that. It is about the people right. that we serve. So I am so, so honored and feel so blessed. And I can't even like, I'm like freaking out right now. This is why now. Oh, look, Joseph's here. Oh, hi, Joseph. There he is. <laughs> I was wondering when he was going to show up. <laughs> yeah. I know it, it was 40 minutes. I didn't expect him to last that long, but you know, the one thing that you said to me that, that really struck, struck that hit home was that we don't know what this life brings. Mm -hmm. And I know that I have been on the other end of the table when I've needed help and people have helped me. You have helped me. George has helped me. Um, it's not really just about you too. I'm just saying it's it's the, the gesture from the universe that we all are on the other side of the table at any given moment. And being blessed to be in a position where we can do this is, is a privilege. So we're so excited to share this with you. Agreed. You guys are Agreed. amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're happy yeah. to do it. Um, I think we, we all kind of because we you know we're working and we're okay and you know we're, we're doing okay with you. I think we kind of forget how many people are on the fringe, you know. And yeah. It's so easy to cross over from one side to the Very other. Very easy. For so many people in a normal year, it's easy for to happen. Uh, and this year, just thinking about how many people are out of work and couldn't pay their rent or you know, had to choose between food and, and heat for their homes. Uh, that that's kind of what. Uh, Give us the boost to try to help out. Yeah. And, and I want to show, shout out, we, we were also supposed to have uh, two of our other board members, Ed Catapano and Dog Catapano, on today. Ed was working a little bit late, couldn't make it, and Dawn was camera shy to come on herself, I think. <laughs> she said she didn't have equipment, but. Mm, I bet they're Dawn. watching. So I'm looking at you, Dawn. <laughs> but I want to shout Dawn out because uh, we had a, a little mini virtual meeting. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Dawn was the one that threw these numbers out, and we were like, whoa, yeah, amazing. So shout out to Dawn Catapano for that. Yes, and that's why she's the treasurer. That's right. <laughs> don't trust anybody else. All right, Dana, thank you for being on today. Right. We love you. We love you. We'll be in touch. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, that was awesome. Let's do this every day. Can we just give people $10,000 every day? All right. Uh, last guest today. Bring his beautiful face on. There he is. Nice. Boy, that's a tough act to follow. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Matt Campo, the CEO of Ronald McDonald House Charities New York Metro. My friend Matt, uh, I'll give you the brief synopsis here. Uh, Ronald McDonald House Charities New York Metro keeps families seeking medical treatment for their sick children near the care they need and the families they love. Uh, Matt Campo, but I'm not going to do you. You're the CEO. It's Ronald McDonald's house. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Gosh, it's great to see you guys. George, how are you? Good, buddy. Thank you for being here. James, Dan, I don't know if you guys have met. Have you met Matt before? We've never met, but we've 
been planning on meeting. <laughs> um, yeah, I've yeah. heard some great things about you guys as, as we made those plans. Same so about you. It's good to finally put faces with the names. These are my people. Yeah. James James was one of the guys that went shopping with me last year when we donated yeah. those uh, the iPads and the uh, They were the like tablets. kids in the candy store. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. It was me, James, Thank and you. Ed. Thank you. And we were we were just shopping electronics. It's what we do. It's our favorite thing to do. <laughs> so, um, Matt, I want to talk to you. You've been on before. You and I have had more intimate conversations because uh, I just I love Ronald McDonald House. Um, one of my my one of my favorite charities for so many years, going back to like since I was in college. Um, of course, you know, you and I have a relationship because I'm on the speakers bureau at the house there, and um, we've done a bunch of things together. And uh, you're just great, man. And your organization is great, and and I love everything about it. every time I go to that house. It's just like it reminds me of why I. Do you remember the one time last year where I think I gave a tour? I had to run to pick my daughter up and my goddamn car died in the parking lot and I had to get it towed and I wasn't even pissed and it was raining out and I was like, you know what? It's okay. You came back in, you had coffee. I think there was probably some pastries somewhere along the line. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Matt, tell tell us about this year with Ronald McDonald House. We've talked before about the organization itself, but since we've talked, 2020... What's going oh, on? Oh gosh, you know, well, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you guys. It really is. Um, and, and George, uh, you are always very humble in, in talking about your involvement with our organization, with the reality is you are such a source of strength in so many different areas, not just at Speakers Bureau, but um, our relationship has just been so meaningful, especially over the last two years. So I appreciate, I appreciate that. that. I really do. Um, you know, I will echo a lot of what we've heard tonight it's been a difficult year. Um, we have uh, had to figure out how to do things in a very different way. Um, as some of our other guest speakers were talking about, whether it came to fundraising or really for us, whether it came to different ways of delivering our mission, uh, we had to close the house for a brief period of time. And really, we took our entire operation remote. We were serving families in the hospital. We were finding ways to deliver groceries to their homes because they couldn't stay here in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and through it all, it certainly made us a lot stronger. We've, we've gotten very creative and really found ways to think outside the box, but it's been a challenge. You know, in the midst of the pandemic, in the midst of COVID, um, kids and families still needed us very much. Kids didn't stop getting sick just because the the house was closed or just because the hospitals were full. Uh, So um, uh, despite it all, we've risen to the occasion. The organization has really uh, found a way to thrive in the midst of all of this. And that's really uh, a big portion of that is because we just have an amazing staff and amazing people that come out to support us. So, Yeah, um, I have come across... um... Ronald McDonald House happens to just always like fall into my lap in terms of like doing something else, right? So, so I have my relationship with you, and then uh, uh, I wound up running um, an errand one day for Rotary Club, which I'm a, a part of, and we had um, oh man, it's going to slip my mind now. The uh, give life, oh, I can't believe gift it. of life, gift of life. 
gift of life. We had two children uh, from two different countries. I think one was from Croatia, one was from South America somewhere. Um, mm -hmm. One was getting a heart transplant, one was getting another um, uh, procedure done at Cohen's, both of them. And um, we picked them up from the airport as part of Rotary and we were sort of their guides while they were here and they stayed uh, at the house there. And mm -hmm. um, I didn't know they were staying at the house and I had donated uh, gift bags to both of them with video games and this and that. And they were like, yeah, they're, they're staying at Ronald McDonald's house. And, and I'm like, it, it, it's crazy how it just always, that connection is always there. And, and to me, it just yeah. means that you guys just do so much. You are a part of so many different lives. There are so many connections. You know, we talk about the universe and all these threads, right? And, and just mm -hmm. somehow for me, it always leads to Ronald McDonald House, which is why, um, you know, you, you guys are, are so special to me. And, and James and Dana have been part of Oh, did you guys do the, the cooking thing when we were there? No, but I'm very angry. We will be doing that. Yeah, oh, we had to miss it. That's right. That's right. We had to miss it. We, oh, were, we were scheduled to. Oh, that was so much as fun. As soon as we open back up, we'll get you guys You're in. On. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. So much fun. <laughs> Um, Matt, talk to me about what, what, what do you guys need this year? Like, what is, what is the necessity? Um, you know, it's really, it's really a perfect segue. Yeah. Um, you know, without folks being able to come to the house to cook those meals, believe it or not, we need meals. Um, people do that in a number of different ways. Sometimes they'll go out to a restaurant, they'll call the house, they'll schedule a date. And just like they used to, but they can't um, come here and physically cook it. So they'll go to their favorite restaurant and depending on our occupancy, they'll order 25 meals or something like that. Um, we've gone out to our donor base to also say you can sponsor a meal and we'll do it. Um, so believe it or not, that's been one of our major strains because we, we find that we are a hospitable organization. And one of the things we promise our families every night, we'll have a home cooked meal. We'll have something waiting for you when you get back from the hospital after a long day so the needs are many right we have a lot of them but it's one of the major ones yeah um i'm going to post information on all the nonprofits that we're on today um links how you can contact them how you can donate and everything um i want to help you out in two ways uh one is that i have a network of restaurants that are clients uh i want to see if i can get something together get some kind of train together uh where they can they can donate and send it to the house. Um, is anything going on out east yet or is it all just in New Hyde Park? So we have a um, the same exact thing happening out east in that family room where right now we're providing meals to families in the house. But it's really one of the only things that they're getting at this point because they can't access the family room the way they used to. So we are doing sort of a modified program there uh, where we're bringing in meals um, once a day, sometimes more depending on if we can find them or not. All right, so, so I'm going to do that. I'm going to connect you. I'll, I'll send out some emails and, and get you guys connected awesome. so we can get going. The other Thank thing you. is, um, you know, based on the generosity of, of, of all my friends that are a part of Shannon's fight with me, um, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know, we, we, we gave that donation to Dana at the inn, and, you know, you guys are so close to my heart as well. We want to do the same thing. For Ronald McDonald House, we have ten thousand dollars for Ronald McDonald House, New York Metro, from Shannon's fight. No kidding. I'm gonna get verklempt a little bit here. <laughs> Every time I come there, man, I want you to know that I look out that back window and I see Cohen there, 
all of us at Shannon's Fight used to spend days and hours and, and uh, endless time supporting our friend Shannon and my yep. sister-in-law, mm-hmm. Shannon. Um, you know. I um, am not often speechless, guys. <laughs> so then we've done um, our I job. Think, yeah. <laughs> well, look. <laughs> uh, come on, man. There's Don't two things me. going on, through my mind. As... I forgot to show you the shirt first. <laughs> <laughs> I have a huge package. <laughs> two things going through my mind right now. How do I express um, <laughs> gratitude for just that tremendous generosity? But more importantly, um, every time I see you, George, um, you find a way to convey to me how special this group of people and how special this mission is sort of be on the receiving end of a gift like this is just tremendous. I don't even know what to say. You guys deserve it. Big time. Stop it. Just keep, wow. doing, just keep doing the work that you do because it's just too important. It, um, it just trust me. And when I say it, it helps in such a tremendous way, especially at this time of year. Um, mm-hmm. so thank you. Keep doing that work. Uh, and if anybody away, gets in your way doing that work, you call me. Because <laughs> I've, I've been working out. Well, I worked out a couple of times this year. I was going to say, what are you going to do? Show them your shirt? <laughs> Holy moly. <laughs> so much money. I mean, that's tremendous. What that a, should get you at least 30 meals. Gift. <laughs> yeah, 30 of my meals, maybe. <laughs> should pay for the entire, entire, entire six months. Oh, Guys, I cannot say thank you enough. Holy moly. I, I, I forget this is live. Like, here I am, like, <laughs> losing my mind. We appreciate everything you do wow. for, the, for the community, Matt. And wow. uh, just keep doing it. All right, buddy? You got it. All right, man. I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you uh, later or tomorrow. You got it. Thank you guys Merry so Christmas. much. Merry Christmas, Matt. Merry Christmas, indeed. Oh, that was good. Mm. Oh. <laughs> okay. Let's turn this one around. Let's turn this one around. Uh, episode 201, guys, the holiday giving show. I'll close it out with some Christmas music. Well, no, we got to do our theme song, too. Uh, we have anything here? <laughs> yes. I brought multiple boards. Here we go. Here we go. That's nice. I have multiple new boards here, and it's very confusing. <laughs> All right. Very confusing. <laughs> Um, James and Dana, thank you. Ed, Dawn, wish you could have been here. Shannon's fight, my heart. Uh, amazing, amazing what we came together to do and still. Did stuff today. Yeah, amazing. Let me shut that off. Bullshit. Come on. Um, <laughs> any closing words, guys? No, I think, uh, you know, this has been a tough year for a lot of people. Uh, and if we could just uh, show a little bit of light in their lives for a little bit. Uh, maybe give them a little bridge over to the new year uh, where they can continue to help people the way they do every day. That's why I think we've done our job as an organization. Yeah. Uh, and just as, as human beings, you know, uh, that can give, that have the opportunity to give. So, yeah. Um, I'm happy that we did it. Amazing. All right. Thank you both for being here. Hang out one second while I close out. I'll talk to you after the show. All right. Again. Guys. Thank you for joining us today. We went live today. We haven't done this since 
like March, a live episode. Everything's been pre-taped. Uh, this should be live. We usually do Mondays, but we'll be live probably tomorrow morning uh, on Apple Podcast, uh, Pandora, Spotify, all of those places, all your favorite places, iHeartRadio, and catch us in two more weeks. We are back every single week. Episode 202 is going to be two weeks from now. We're going back to interviews. We're going back to the studio all the time. Forget this home studio bullshit. No more. It's done. All right, guys. So thank you for joining us. We will see you on the next episode. See you later, guys. Launch sequence terminated. Into the black Thanks for listening to the LaunchCast today. Please make sure to subscribe to this feed wherever podcasts are available. Follow me, George Andriopoulos, at Launchpad CEO on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And make sure to visit our website, guys, thelaunchcast.com. Looking forward to the next episode. See you soon, guys.